What's up, everyone? Welcome to the roadmap, Benzinga's NFT show. We got a good one for you today. We will be taking a look at one of the trending projects on OpenSea right now. The artwork was just revealed. We talked about it on Tuesday. We'll look through that artwork, pick out some of our favorite traits. Speaking of OpenSea, we'll also talk about OpenSea's big news, backtracking on a plan to change their royalties for artists. We also have several other big items, including an update on FTX. And we have a new update from So Rare, our sponsor. And we'll also be taking a look at Mitch and I's lineups from last week, what we're doing different this week, and who were some of the top scorers last week in the contest. Don't go anywhere. This is the roadmap. <laughs> All right, everyone. As I said, this is the Roadmap Benzinga's NFT show. Before we get into today's episode, want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by So Rare. So Rare is a global sports game and entertainment platform that empowers fans to live their passion for sports at a deeper level. You can collect officially licensed digital player cards, from Major League Baseball, the National Basketball Association, and many of the top soccer clubs around the world create fantasy lineups, enter contests, win NFTs and prizes. Over 2 million registered users on the platform and over 300,000 monthly active users. Sign up now, get 20 free so rare NBA cards just for signing up. And you can also purchase limited and rare cards. And if you sign up with the link in the description below, you will get a free limited card after you buy five cards on the marketplace. And as I said, Mitch and I will be walking through some of our thoughts and tips for So Rare later on today's episode. So definitely stay tuned for that. Want to get started with today's episode, and I think it is only fair and time to bring on my co-host and producer, the one and only Alyssa. Alyssa, what's up? Hey, what's up? We once how's again it? have a lot of crap to talk about. Yeah, how's going? it going? Uh, uh, I, I want to get started with um, our Twitter spaces, right? We did a Twitter spaces yesterday. Hosted by Benzinga. Uh, Alyssa, you were there. I was there. Also, Logan Ross mm. um, from Benzinga there on his birthday. Shout out to Logan. Uh, happy birthday once again. And we were joined by Laura, um, who is also known as the Miami Ape. Um, she is a board ape holder. She's created a whole brand around her board ape that she owns. And she is going to be one of our featured speakers at the Future of Crypto event in New York City on December 7th. If you've watched our show before, you have heard me talk about this plenty. If you have not, though, and you are new, you might not know about this event. So just want to give a, a quick little shout out here. And if you click on the link in the chat right now, 20% off on your tickets. There's going to be some, some big speakers there. Um, and including in that is Laura from, uh, board ape yacht club holder. She's also on the board ape council. Um, Alyssa, one of my favorite things was, you know, talking to Laura about inclusion, right? So she started, uh, Latinas in web three as kind of a company and organization to, to help kind of bridge that gap, right? Where maybe there's some language barriers, some, you know, uh, entry barriers to get people into NFTs and Web3. And I thought it was really cool to hear her talk about that. We talk a lot about, right, how crypto and NFTs are so open to everyone, so welcoming. And I think she just embodies that so well. Um, so that was my big takeaway. Uh, what did you really like, you know, hearing Laura talk about yesterday on that spaces? No, I, I'm on the same page as you. Like, I've actually um, rarely 
paid attention to her until just then, okay? And I was like like pleasantly surprised. And it was like, I'm glad that she's coming to our event and talking because she does provide a lot of value. And I like how she's bridging like like the Latin, Latino like community, like two different languages, okay? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and she also hosts a ton of Twitter Spaces. She actually does some in English and Spanish. I mean, yeah. Alyssa, I love Twitter Spaces, but I have a tough enough time trying to to host it. Um, I can't imagine trying to do, you know, two different languages and, you know, communicate to people both ways. So, I mean, my, yeah. my hat is off to her. She, what a great example of this space. Yeah, she's, she's out there grinding and you can see it. Yeah, definitely. And I dropped the link to her Twitter um, here in the chat. And speaking of chat, I mean, we got a lot of people here. It's it's time to wake up. So uh, let's get them fingers moving. Tell us if you are watching live right now, tell us where you are watching from city, state, country, however you want to uh, get that across. And also make sure you smash that like uh, on today's episode and subscribe to Benzinga. Let's get warmed up here. We'd love to chat with uh, all of our loyal viewers and listeners. Alyssa, I want to take a quick look at uh, Crypto Slam uh, just to, to look and see. I did see one thing that caught my eye that kind of goes along with what we were talking on Tuesday, and that was that the gods is number two in 24-hour volume, uh, up 124% from yesterday. So, I mean, remember, we were having this conversation talking about Utes and Solana NFTs on Tuesday. The price of Solana has dramatically dropped this week with all of the underlying events, which we'll, of course, talk about in a minute with the FTX fiasco. Um, but I haven't seen the gods in the top 10 in a while. Um, I don't know. That that really caught my eye. Any, any thoughts here? Um, actually, I don't. Like when I was looking at this like 30 minutes ago, I didn't even realize that God was there. Like, but now that I see it, yeah, that's they're definitely there because of the youths, right? Yeah. Oh, and also Frank was all over Twitter. Yeah, he's been doing a lot. He's of, been doing uh, a lot. Twitter Spaces, uh, Frank. If you're watching, we're we're trying to get you on the show. We'd love to have you on. I, I know you're doing a ton of Twitter Spaces, but uh. We, we want to hear and see you in person. And Alyssa, if you look at the seven day, um, it looks like uh, the gods is 10th and the Utes yeah. mint is eighth. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, holding up strong there on the week as well. Um, but I just wanted to kind of point that out, you know, and, and also if you look at the, the top 10 right now for the week, Alyssa, I'm seeing a ton of green. Um, the only thing that's down now is Art Gobblers at 7 million. But I mean, Bored Apes, 11 million, up 34% on the week. So rare. Art Blocks up 46%. Um, you know, so maybe we're seeing more people pivot away from some of the PFPs and the, the cute factor and going after, you know, more of the collector, um, you know, art-based projects. Uh, any thought with that? Um say that one more time <laughs> so like people may be pivoting to to art blocks and like your art based uh you know collector investor style projects rather than just like a pfp uh maybe given yeah. the the market dynamics right okay now. yeah um no i i that's interesting I, I always thought um that uh the pfp genre like the whole pfp thing just pfps like wouldn't hold up as well as like um other things like art blocks and um like the generative art things they're yeah. they're just unique more unique not saying that all the projects out there aren't unique but <laughs> art blocks is unique <laughs> it's so unique and uh i love it and shout out to snowfro right eric uh he is the founder of Art Blocks. He's been on our show. Um, I also interviewed him at VCon. Um, great guy. And, you know, what an example of, again, someone in the space really trying to make a difference. Um, you know, he's got a great story um, yeah. owning CryptoPunks, selling some CryptoPunks to actually fund and launch Art Blocks. Um, you know, when he could have just held on to his CryptoPunks and probably rode off into the sunset. <laughs> um, but he wanted to, you know, change the art scene for NFTs and 
you know, do this generative art, like you said, Alyssa. So uh, shout out to Snowfro. Um, yeah, shout out to Chelly in the chat. Uh, Alyssa, can I just tell you, like, after you left Tuesday's episode, uh, there was a little freak out in the chat. I'm not going to say who it was, um, but you can guess. Um, <laughs> someone may have said that they were going to they were going to leave and stop watching because you weren't on. Um, and I had to I had to convince them to stick around. So uh, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, I'm here I guess, every. I'm I guess every... people people like Alyssa better than me sometimes, or at least someone in the chat does. So I wonder who. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who. No, uh, no hints or anything there. Um, Alyssa, let's get into the you know the big story again, right? Uh, just I don't want to spend forever on it, but uh, FTX, right? Uh, yeah, that comment may have been made Tuesday. Um, so Alyssa, like we talked about FTX on Tuesday, we shared all the details, right? We broke it down. And one of the things that we both discussed was that um, when Binance announced the acquisition, uh, Chang, Chang Peng's, you know, tweet, it said, we have the right to walk away at any time. We put that tweet on the screen. Yeah. Like, I, I know that we did. Oh, I'm going to get it again. And we said, hey, this deal is not done. There is a chance that Binance walks. And if they walk, we could see further downward pressure. Yeah. And I tried, like, again, I, I hate to be, you know, the, the alarm, right? And it's not financial advice, but we tried to kind of put that out there because, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, wait a sec. Binance is going to acquire them, but what if they don't, right? And then yesterday we heard that Binance was walking away. Um, yeah, there was there was rumors that they saw the 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 books and they were like, not a chance. Uh, there's rumors that the acquisition was for a dollar, um, <laughs> and that they still didn't want to pay that because of all the debt. Um, and there you see our article that went out. Um, you know, the issues are beyond our control. Um, I mean. <sighs> <laughs> it's just it's it's scary times, right? Like, yeah. And are Alyssa, you're not surprised at all, right? That Binance, you know, threw no. in the towel already. No, um, no, I'm not surprised at all. And um, someone was talking like earlier. They brought up a good point. Like, this is a really great opportunity to learn other other people, other who are like interested in like starting their own thing or like ones that are already established. Like this is a great learning like opportunity <laughs> and it should be used for the future. And it's kind of st- like, I'm thinking, Oh yeah, we're, s- this is still really, really early for the fact that something so big like as FTX is like, this is all happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so many like thoughts on this and now you know, I don't think we really discussed it on Tuesday, right? Because we were like, hey, wait a sec, Binance could walk away. But then that leads into the next question is, you know, if not Binance, then who, right? Like, is anyone else going to rescue FTX? Are yeah. Otherwise, you know, will FTX, you know, go away? Will they fail, right? And like... Didn't, um, didn't the eToro... Yeah, so we heard eToro was thrown out. The, the co-founder of eToro, he tweeted about it. It sounded like he was interested. We heard rumors today of uh, a Kraken, um, which I actually, that leads me to my next point. Uh, well, let's let's stick on this one. And then I want to highlight what the co-founder of Kraken said, because I think it goes along with our Twitter spaces combo yesterday. But like FTX is so big. And like you heard that, right? Binance was rumored to be paying a dollar, but it's not like you're paying a dollar just to get like a company with no problems. You're paying a dollar to get these assets, but also take on a ton of debt, have to fix a bunch of problems, have to win back over users. I mean, like, let's say Binance acquires FTX, like, once they make everything right and people can withdraw their money, there's a chance that those customers don't stick around and they go somewhere else. So it's not like Binance is guaranteed to get all those customers, right? So like there's a lot to it and it's just what what a mess, right? Just yeah, what, it's a, what really, a time. It's really messy. Um, <laughs> I'm still, like I said before, I'm sitting back just watching it unfold because like 
I'd rather listen to like more people who are more like attuned and experty in this than I am. <laughs> but it's still like it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, and I mean, you see all the Twitter threads of like people like digging back into like uh, balance sheet investments FTX made and all that. And I mean, there there's people doing that all day long, right? Just trying to find like all the old warning signs um, yeah. of different things. And it, it really seems like looking back, there was a lot of, you know, warning signs and red flags. And, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate. And, you know, again, never financial advice. I don't wish for anyone to lose money. Um, hopefully everyone out there is safe. Um, you know, in this, uh, coin apocalypse as someone in the chat may have called it. Um, but Alyssa, it brings me to my point here. So the Kraken co-founder, Jesse Powell, he put out a long tweet today and he, he may have thrown a couple shots at Sam Bankman freed about, uh, political donations, sports sponsorships, etc. Um, so there was a lot to unpack from this tweet, but the, the one that really caught my eye here which he said about Bitcoin, but I think you can insert any crypto like Ethereum or you could actually insert NFTs as well. The damage here is huge. An exchange implosion of this magnitude is a gift to Bitcoin haters all over the world. It's the excuse they were waiting for to justify whatever attack they've been keeping in their back pocket. Like, and then I think it said it will take years yeah, we're going to be working to undo this for years. Like, so Alyssa, again, this is about Bitcoin, but like to me, I think you can say this about Ethereum, NFTs, right? Anyone who's been a hater or said they didn't believe in it, they are taking a victory lap right now. They are waving their victory flag, right? And saying, I told you so, I told you so. Why are you buying, you know, these cryptos? Why are you buying those JPEGs? And, you know, maybe they've got a point on a day like today, a week like today. But again, as Jesse said, it's going to take years to build back some of this trust and also to onboard new people. So remember what like Logan and Laura was were saying on Twitter spaces yesterday, right? It's like, how do you onboard and bring people into the space right now when this is the big picture item that everyone's thinking of? Like, um, yeah, <laughs> good luck. Good luck with that. As all, I don't know, like there was already negativity surrounding it, you know. And I think the only positive, like that you really saw, was when it was like going, and there was FOMO, and like random people, like were just talking about crypto, okay. But you also got like the negative crap too. And now that this is happening, yeah, you're right. They're like, oh, I told you so. They're not gonna want to. They're going to be talking about that Thanksgiving dinner. This is going to be the talk of Thanksgiving dinner. Remember that? Remember yeah. that Dogecoin, that Bitcoin that <laughs> that you told me to buy at the top? I lost all my money. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good point. Thanksgiving uh, could be could be rough for some people out there. Um, I mean, you maybe you got some people that are uh, skipping Thanksgiving uh, this year because if you were saying, "Hey, buy this." I don't know. Yay, you're probably going to get some some angry looks right now. If your family still talks to you, I mean, there is a chance that they may have already stopped. And that's why, like, it's important to, like, same thing. Look at the – so, again, like, compare it to the stock market, right? The stock market's down on the year. And, like, any anytime someone tells you, like, hey, this is free money or put your life savings into this or mortgage your house and buy this, like, it's probably not good advice, <laughs> Right. And yeah. like, you probably shouldn't do it. Like anytime you're investing, like it should always be money that like you don't need right away. Sometimes if it's high risk, like some of these things, it should be money that you don't, you know, it's not meant to be retirement. It's not meant to be like a source of income, right? It's like a high risk, high reward investment. So yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, people put their entire net worth into like some things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but the uh, it's taking years thing. I guess this can go back to like what I said earlier too, with the taking this as a learning opportunity, and it's going to definitely take years. But 
I mean, that's that's with everything. If yeah. you want, yeah, I don't know. It's, this space is still pretty dang new. I mean, I know Bitcoin and all that's been around for a long time, but like it's it's gained popularity and it's new in that font. font. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I, I feel like we've done a lot on FTX again. I know we got a lot still to get to. So uh, we'll talk about FTX more next week for sure. Um, Alyssa, let's let's go to our next event. And maybe this one will be a little bit more positive and exciting. Uh, we promised that on Tuesday, um, there was a project that was in the top 10 uh, that we were not as familiar with, right? And we yeah. said, oh, wait they're revealing their artwork on Thursday, right before our show. Cool. We'll take a look at it on Thursday's episode and talk about it. So this is, um, uh, KPR on OpenSea. Uh, it is now we have a floor of 0.4. It was 0.67 earlier when I looked today, maybe it's down from 0.4. Now I hit the refresh, uh, 0.399. Um, so they revealed their artwork today. You can see the dip there um, on that chart. I mean, no surprise, right? Whenever the art gets revealed, we, we typically see um, a selling point. And that is because yeah. a lot of people, you know, you, you roll the dice, right? You hope for some rares. Um, and if you don't get them, maybe you, you sell a couple or, or you sell at the floor, right? And you move on to the next project. I mean, that's the life cycle we've seen in bull markets, bear markets, everywhere, right? So yeah. no surprise there. Um, Alyssa, I mean, what what are your thoughts on this artwork? We saw some previews on Twitter, but I mean, are, are you liking this after the reveal now? The art? I already told you in a message. I love the art. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I like no. it. Yeah. I, I do. I meant to look uh, up the artist before we started the show, so I'm probably going to do that soon. I'm also getting pinged on the side to, like, fix up a flyer for our crypto conference that's on <laughs> December 7th, so <laughs> I'm a little preoccupied. But, um, no, I love this artwork. Like, and this goes back to the whole anime style thing. Like, no, I really like the artwork. I, uh, I'll just keep saying. I'm have you Have myself. you had a chance to go through like any of the traits or anything yet, or not? Eh, not Not really. I was just doing quick, quick drive by. So I did see that um, right away, like towards the top here on the traits. Um, the second one down uh, is entity, and it splits them nine thousand nine hundred organic and a hundred hollow. And these hollows, Alyssa. Oh, yeah, the hollows. Uh, they look pretty sweet. And there's yeah, 100 of them. So, like, it's a rare trait, but, like, <laughs> I mean, but you look at the price, though, and it's, like, 4 ETH. Um, so, I mean, again, like, 0. 0.4 floor, but uh, these rare ones, I don't know. They they look pretty sweet. That yeah, was the do. one trait that, that stood out to me right away, just because it was, like, super easy to, like, right away single right. out. I went, um, yeah, when I looked, I think I went to the highest last sale and the hollows were up there. Yeah, they were. Is um, there anything else for, for rare? Ooh. It looks like there's some weapons um, under special. If you scroll way down, I feel like there's like some weapons and some different items. A ban hammer? What does ban hammer? Ban hammer hat. Oh, that ban hammer is pretty sweet. I don't know. This is like one of those, like you can find one that looks like you or just, um, or closer to you or yeah. just find the trait that you like. Oh, and the vir the virtual cards all the way down on uh, the special. There's only 13. Ooh. that's kind of a cool because it like blends in with the background i was gonna say like that's the one thing is like this the backgrounds on a lot of these like i feel like we're so used to like seeing like doodles and some of these others right where it's like pastels bright colors these are a little bit more like neutral and like i don't want to say dull but like neutral in color and like not as bright, not as like vibrant. Um, so I kind of like this digital cards trait because I feel like it really like pops into the background, but there's only 13 of them. They're, they're rare. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, this, this style reminds me of Arcane. Yeah. That's yep. what it's reminding me of. But I'm going to try to find the artist because it reminds me of like a few few different things. <laughs> I would not be surprised if this artist was like... Oh, they're, they're in a space right now. Twitter space. Oh, nice. Give me what the is it? Oh, a special uh, charged palm. Um, I kind of like that one. Where's that like, at? Uh, under under special. Oh. Um, charged palm. There's a couple at point four too, so not that high off the floor. Um, but I kind of like it. It's like the like the fireball. Ooh. And like ready to go. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I like oh. the curly hair traits. Yeah. Like, and then there's like a ton of tattoos. Like there's a whole section on tattoos, and I feel like you don't see that all the time. No, um, you don't in these collections and like you said Alyssa like a chance to find like one that looks like you like maybe that's a trait that you know some of these other collections haven't focused on a ton and I mean there's a good percentage of people that have tattoos and they want a PFP that kind of matches up with that obviously it may not be you know the exact tattoo that you have but maybe it's in the right place or close you know what I mean so like is that a burger it's a burger I want I would take the burger. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's pretty. What sweet. is it? What is it? What is it? Uh, what is it? Takeout. It's take special. Out. I was gonna say oh, whatever hi. special is takeout. That's funny. <gasps> There's a different one. Oh my goodness! That's... Chinese. <laughs> so wait, so it's not split. So takeout's just one trait, but then like split in it would be like burgers and takeout or and uh, Chinese. Yeah, I guess. That's yeah. That's sweet. That's like almost the floor right there, too. Shelly, it's a cat. It's a cat. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Those are the only like, two, right? Burger and mm, the Yeah, I think so. Okay. God, I love this art. Oh, the, like, goggles there. I kind of Yeah, like the VR. It's a very, I don't know, arcane. Say, yeah, it looks a lot like arcane, I feel like. With the cyberpunk elements. Oh, I like that. What is yeah. that trait? Is that it, Revenant? Is that the headgear? I would say headgear. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's it. That's cool. What is that? <laughs> I, I know. We keep finding new. What is that then? Is that under special? <sighs> yep. Huh. Yep. I want to. Okay. I probably will go and, and like try to find this. The story. There's a story. I know there's a story. Hold on, let me pull this really glitchy website up because everything is really slow. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, no, I don't know. I'm gonna have to go on their Discord. Yeah, we gotta get more information because, I mean, like point four for for a floor right now isn't isn't bad. Um, and I mean, I l- let's take a look again next week because I feel like this is one where like, if we come back next week and it's still like close, like maybe they do have a you know a good community and a solid. I didn't even oh. look at the numbers of like collective storytelling. It's a storytelling project. You, well, the keepers, will breathe life into this world, explore it, secrets, and forge its future. 3,200 owners, 32% unique, 12% are listed. Co-founder, where's the artist? (laughs) Oh, this is like... Oh, that's cool. Design director? Principal artist. Okay, artist. Wow. Okay, okay. Who are you? I can't... Does it not link it? No. Oh, she must not have. Oh, that's good. So that's just her style then, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. This also reminds me of, oh, man, what am I thinking of? Yeah, League of Legends. League of Legends right there. Wait a minute. Yeah, we'll we'll come back, like, Tuesday. Yeah, we got to do some more digging, because now is there there a... A connection to hmm, no, not interesting. 
Yeah, not you, Jesse. We are just get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> We're done talking about FTX today. Um, Previously at IBM and Nintendo. Nintendo. Never, never heard of Nintendo. What's? Yeah, what's that? Jeez. Alrighty. Okay. Well, to be continued. Well, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get on Tuesday. We gotta, we gotta definitely do some more digging. Uh, I say <laughs> that all the time though, and then we don't. But uh, all right. Uh, let's move on to. Um, I mean, this one we could probably spend all day on to uh, OpenSea. Yeah. Um, I meant to get to this one on Tuesday, Alyssa. We ran out of time because uh, I don't know. It's, there was some big event happening. Yeah. In um, so I, I feel like we don't even need to read like the old threads if we just skip to like the newest one. But basically, to give everyone a sense out there, um, uh, we've we've seen a lot of exchanges, right? Kind of pivot to either no royalties to artists or optional royalties to artists. And a lot of times they're saying that this is due to what holders and what, you know, users want, right? Is to not have to pay royalties to the artist, to the platform. But OpenSea, the, the biggest player out there, right? It, they take a cut of on the, the secondary sales the artists, mm -hmm. the projects get to set their own royalty fee and they get part of that. And I mean, for a sector in a market where we're constantly screaming like, win, 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 all of a sudden OpenSea was going to take away that extra source of like income or funding for these projects. And boy, did that backfire in a hurry. Um and I just want to shout out um, Betty from Deadfellas. Uh, you know, I had the chance to interview her earlier this year. Great person, great for the space. And as soon as this open sea stuff happened, Betty took charge and she rallied the troops, right? And she, you know, she tweeted out, you know, as an artist, as a founder, like, you know, hey, like, we've got to stop this. We've got to tell OpenSea, like, this is not what needs to happen. And so she actually had a talk with OpenSea. Um, she came away and said that it wasn't great, but she got a bunch of collector like founders together, right? To all essentially pledge their support, telling OpenSea like, hey, you need to stop this. And essentially a lot of those projects were like, wait a sec, if we can rally together, do we actually need OpenSea or can we create, you know, a different platform? And what ultimately happened is <laughs> OpenSea was like, whoa, 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 guys. Okay, hold up. Don't leave. We were just kidding. We were just testing. Um, we, we changed our mind. Uh, so their thread uh, yesterday was, we will continue to enforce creator fees on all existing collections. And we began seeking guidance from our community it was to understand a range of perspectives from creators, collectors, and builders in this space that would help us make sense of trends and behaviors we were observing. Um, I mean, I don't know. It just really feels like OpenSea, they backtracked and they're like still trying to justify it and say like, no, 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 guys, we were doing this because it's what the, the users <laughs> told us. And it's like, okay, that's great. Users have the ability they can sell or buy on multiple platforms right there's lots of them out there now yes. well the same can be said for the artists the artists and the founders can say wait a sec we don't need open see we can go somewhere else so it kind of works both ways and i i think maybe it shows you know that open sea still is really powerful in the space uh what do you think Alyssa? go betty go betty like <laughs> go seriously. betty she is just killing it. She like, took, she took like, yeah, I know. She took names. She, she was took, like, yeah, yeah, no. Um, I like that OpenSea back backed up, backed it up because like the um, this is how the artists and the creators they make. I mean, this is like a way for them to like get monetized and actually like get profit out of what their work that they did, you know. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's just important. And it's just it's nice to see like, yeah, rallying the troops, we can go somewhere else. And it, it's just it's a it's amusing to see how how OpenSea folded. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I feel like it was really fast too. It was, it was really like fast. as soon as as soon as they like it's almost like OpenSea was like monitoring Betty's tweets. And as soon as they saw her and it was like, I've talked to 300 plus founders, and they were like, Whoa, how many? Like, not just like two or three. You talked to 300. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty impressive. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, she, like, I even saw, like, you know, Yuga Labs, um, you know, tweeting it and saying, you know, like, great for her, you know, taking charge and stuff. Um, and, you know, on that note, like, Yuga Labs has tested doing, you know, their own platform for, for secondary sales, right? Like, yeah. that's kind of where we're at is, like, I think you're going to see, like, you're still going to see new projects mint on OpenSea, right? They do have a really, like, user-friendly platform. But like any collection that's already out and you don't need like the, the minting and like the, you know, the unveiling of the artwork, stuff like that. Like maybe it's time to move to a different platform or do it on your own website. Right. And like, mm -hmm. I don't know. This, this kind of goes back to like the whole, this is still really, really early times. Yeah. OpenSea might not even be here in the future and De uh, dead fellows might have their own like empire. Well, Board a Yacht Club has theirs or Yuga Labs, you know. Um, it's just, I guess, I don't know. The space moves so fast. You're getting whiplash every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. And uh, one of the ones I saw was uh, Adam Bomb Squad, right? They have a uh, another mint coming up uh, for a new uh, kind of spinoff or project from them. And they announced that they were going to do it on their own and no longer do it um, with OpenSea, right? Aye. So that was one name that already essentially was like, okay, that's fine. We have decided to do this on our own because we are counting on royalties. That's part of our business model. And yeah, so I think they were one of the first ones. Um, there probably is others. And I don't know. I mean, now the question is, you know, does Adam Bomb Squad go back to OpenSea? I don't think so. I no. feel like they they made the decision and they're going to stick with it. Um, but I mean, again, shout out to Betty, just rallying the troops, taking charge. And like OpenSea wanted feedback and boy, did they get it. So <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess mission accomplished ultimately, right? But yeah. it's, it's kind of sad that it took that to, to make the change, but... I like how at the bottom it says the artists are always in control. Like, this is what one of the main, another huge thing about NFTs and the decentralized, you know, like you, they have artists. This is like the way you can monetize your work and actually yeah. like be, be there. Like, oh, that's the artist, dude. Like, and you're actually like making money. You're actually yeah. profiting off of this yep. versus like Web2 world. Like, you have to, I don't know. No, There's, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the reason a ton of the people are in this space, you know, and some of them, some of them were working full-time jobs, right. You know, in whatever field. And they were like, okay, I can, I can finally become a full-time artist, right? Like yeah. something I've been passionate about since I was a kid, something I've always wanted to do. NFTs empowered me to do that. And great. And, and they did it. And now it's like, wait a sec. Now you're going to take away like, and it's not like they're launching new collections every year, right? Like some of these projects, you know, you're just building out on your roadmap, but you're, you built in the fact that, okay, these secondary royalties are going to cover certain items. So, yeah. Yeah. The yeah, Alyssa win, NFT. Win Alyssa NFT, yeah. Listen, I, were, I was, I had like a few ideas. I even like drew up a few like I know. concepts. I remember that back, yeah. in the, back in the day. It was it's like a couple months ago, but. A billion years ago, man. <laughs> it feels yeah. like it. Um, But like, yeah, no, creating an NFT project is actually a lot of work and you have to have a lot of time or just a lot of dedication to get through it. Um, Like Chris just said, a lot of these people they have full-time jobs before they blew up yeah. and i think they were just sick of their uh their jobs and they already had like characters like created and ready to go like cool cats and probably dead fellows and everyone really um because like if you meet an artist there's 
there's like a high chance that they they have their style, they have their own characters, they have like their own little world created in their head. And I have like I have several, <laughs> so that's yeah. why I wanted to make I wanted to make NFTs, but like finding finding someone to actually program it, help you like storyboard it, plus the art. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, we are starting to reach that that time. Uh, we'll have Money Mitch come on here in, in a couple minutes to talk about So Rare NBA. Before we get to So Rare NBA, though, I mean, this company is just killing it. So, Alyssa, baseball, basketball, and soccer. Yeah. We also have the World Cup coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the biggest global events for sports happens every four years, and So Rare today announced that they are launching a World Cup game. <laughs> so Rare Global Cup 22, uh, 18 different nations. You'll be able to get cards of players from those teams, set your lineups, you can play for free. You can win all kinds of prizes. You can actually win being able to play against uh, Zinedine Zidane, one of the greatest soccer players of all time. You can win signed jerseys. I know Mitch is a big fan of wearing jerseys. Maybe he can win some soccer jerseys so he can change his outfit even more times throughout the day, right? Yeah, he's in the background here in me. I I see you. Uh, But yeah, so World Cup now. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No, I I feel like, Shelly, what you're saying was like, that was Neil's show, right? Where he had like, when he wore like the rat costume. Yeah, I I don't know if Mitch would go as far as wearing a, a mascot. I mean... I don't know. Well, I maybe, it. We, maybe we should ask him. So, uh, yeah, but throwing that out there, uh, so rare World Cup game. And, I mean, I- I'll bring him on. But, uh, Mitch, what is up, man? What's up? What's up, dude? It looks like it's another so rare week, right? Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about next week because we might be setting yeah. some World Cup lineups too, right? What? What? So- uh, I mean, uh, you know, the USA playing in this World Cup after missing the last one. Uh, the Netherlands, uh, which is my favorite team, also playing. Um, so, you know, I'm excited to, to hear more about this game. So we'll, we'll talk more about that next week. But today, we got to dive into So Rare NBA, right? So we bought limited cards last week. We set our lineups. And now we get to hear, well... We we already know, but the viewers get to hear how did our teams do? Um, are we changing anything for the next week? And also, I want to talk about some of the top scores of last week. And then I know, Mitch, you're going to be talking about some underrated, undervalued players, um, which yep. is a reoccurring segment here. So, uh, But uh, Mitch, where do you want to start? Should we start with uh, recapping our teams or going into those segments? What do you think here? I'd say we do our teams first, and then we can move into at least kind of more the top teams and uh, top values uh, that you guys can be looking for. Yeah, definitely. So let me go ahead and uh, pull up my screen here, um, and I can show off my match get into past here um but i unfortunately did not win any prizes mitch uh i'm i'm disappointed to say um so i oh this is you here (laughs) i pulled up you instead of me all right so this was me last week so my limited contender uh, 4,899th place out of 6,261. You know what happened, Mitch? The Warriors only played one game. They one sat a game. bunch of their star- they sat a bunch of their starters. I missed it. I didn't update my lineup quick enough. And there you see Draymond Green getting no points. Um, also, uh, Duncan Robinson, uh, kind of, I mean, missed out four four points. Um, yeah. Hartenstein for the Knicks, 34 points. That was a decent one. And then we go down to my champion, 2,282nd place. Um, I was in the top 900 at one point. And if you're in the top 850, you win a reward. But ultimately, I fell. Uh, Drew Holiday, who I'm going to talk about, was one of the top scorers of last week. Uh, Nurkic had an okay week, 31. But I paid a decent amount to have him score, you know, 50 or 60 every time. Conley, 39. Bogdanovich, only nine for my Pistons, and uh, Ubre 25. Uh, also, my common lineups. 
didn't do as well as I expected either, especially that one where I had Luca and Giannis both. Um, but I did, of course, earn, you know, a couple rewards from that. But those were my lineups last week. Uh, Mitch, how about you? How did your lineups perform in the Friday through Sunday matchups? It was a battle. You know, one thing I was looking to do is at least get into the rewards, right? That's yeah. what we're trying to do is just try to at least reap the benefits of stepping up to the limited competition. And it's not that easy, right? I think one of the things that's important that, you know, gives you that lift is, of course, how good your MVP does, right? The MVP scoring has been kind of more anything above 60s. It's a really good number in the MVPs. Of course, there's been scores as high as in the 80s, right? I don't think we've yet to see a score in the 90s. I have so, not seen one. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye out to see who's going to be the first person to break 100, right? I think that eventually there will be yeah. someone that breaks that 100. For it's sure. probably going to be require, you know, maybe a, a double-double or a triple double that's probably what i think it'll be requiring here let's take a look how i did here i was really close towards the at least the kind of the common cards uh, that you would get you would get here it's at least some limited cards of course what we're trying to do is get into the rare situation but 890 out of 4865 you guys can see i missed out there by about 40 so places oh, yeah man. and i was i was down towards like about 330th place for a long time until the last day, the last day is when I got knocked down out of the rewards. Of course, I did reek some benefits here on the commons and the commons champions. So I got something for you guys. How about we just open some claim rewards here? Let's see it. All right, let's get to it. Let's see what we got here. First card is 140 points for my common contender. Let's reveal the card here. Let's see what we get. Oh, a king's guard. Kings, is it Fox? Kings. Fox. Fox. You called it. Hey, you guys see, I knew it. I knew it immediately. I saw guard and Fox. I, I'll tell you right now, I actually want Fox as a limited card. A limited, yeah. He is a monster this year. Yep. And definitely, he just did a game winner just last week. It's pretty good to have there. Let's go over one more card reveal here for you guys. So definitely smash the like if you guys are liking Best the card is. reveals. Forward, who do I got? Oh, Ooh, Noel. All right. Not too bad. At least Bench I got the player. I've, I've got Noel on mine. He has been playing more minutes recently off the bench. So maybe he can turn around and, uh, you know, be a good low, low cap guy. Right. We always need some of those to fill out these rosters. There's been some new things added. I don't know if you caught this, Chris, but definitely look at the daily drop. Daily drop. Get- why not get a daily drop going here, guys? Guys, you uh, get a free one again. Like, this who, is crazy. Right? Free free pick here. I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and just kind of pick. It doesn't really matter. I'll get I'll get Andre D- Dumman here, and I'll just pull him off. It's a free daily drop. You the big guys. You can get. And another thing that you can do is the card swaps. And yep. I actually did a card swap this week where I gave up a 30-something player and was able to get Paul George. Nice on that swap. So just to kind of show you guys there, I was able to add a herder this week, but definitely check out the, even just the comments. Definitely fun to do. So if you haven't done already, definitely let's throw up that link for everybody to get their 20 free comments and start having some fun. Lisa, I'm talking to you out there and we're going to get you going here soon. All right, let's get down from my kind of competition today. Let's get into the different segments that we want to get into. I know that you've been keeping up with the top players, Chris. So what have you seen? All right, yeah. So let's get into the top scorers of last week, right? In order to actually place in some of these competitions, it's likely that you need one of these top scorers. I'm going to pull up. This was the Friday through Sunday matchups um and we'll walk through these one by one guys uh this was the top seven that i have here highlighted um so i mean not a huge surprise a lot of these names are very well known um mitch let's start with the the top here jason tatum 67 points and again if your player plays more than one game it takes the highest score but you have more chances to get a really good score right and that's what happened was tatum actually got his 67 in his first game of the week, the second game, only 47. Um, I mean, that's a monster score, right? 67. Anytime high 60s, as Mitch said, we have seen some 70s. 
uh, a bit of the early, the low 80s, but high 60s is what you really want from that MVP player on your roster. Second in scoring on the week, DeMar DeRozan, 62 points. And again, look at the difference, right? 62 and then 25, but you get the higher of the two. So, yeah. you know, locking in that higher number and what a way to start your week, right? If you had a 62 out of DeRozan, third on the week, Luca, no surprise here. And look, Mitch, this is the risky one, right? He only had one game. You had one shot to get a high score from Luca, and he delivered. And yeah. as you hear me go through the top uh, lineups of the week, Luca was in several of them. So uh, definitely a player you want to keep your eyes on. He is expensive for the limited. Um, and then we had uh, Bonchero, right? Former Duke player here, 60 points. And again, only the one rookie. game rookie he is putting up massive numbers i actually do have his common now mitch i want to get his limited haven't been able to um but he had a a big week um and then we have uh clint capella right so uh this one was a bit of a, a surprise not a name you'd necessarily see but this is why like rebounds and some of those other stats are so important look at that he actually earned more points from rebounds than he did from points because you get more for a rebound than a point. He also had a, a ton of blocks, which really helps. Um, so something to keep an eye on there. Then we have uh, Mr. Murray, uh, 58.5. Uh, uh, again, one game and he delivered a great monster score. That's and then, my boy. That's yeah, that's my Mitch's MVP. guy. In sixth place, and then speaking of our guys, in seventh on the week is my guy, Drew Holiday, and he had two games, and again, his highest point total was in the first game, and then only four in the second, but I was able to lock in that high score. Um, so those were the top seven for the week. Mitch, anything catch your eye in the top seven? Any surprises? No, I mean, of course, you got that surprise there by Clint Capella. I don't expect to see him up at the top there too often. Um, but one thing that I can clearly see is that you definitely need one of the top scores if you want to have one of these good weeks, right? I mean, you're going to need to have one at least of the top 10 and then probably have two of the top 15 players to really get you that step up if you're trying to win here. Of course, I think this also falls into a little bit of luck, right? Because yeah. let's just be honest here. The, the, the odds are that you're going to have a lot of people in the 60s, but will you have the highest 60 score, right? Like I have the, the, the Jonte Murray. He's getting there in the 60s, low 60s scoring here. Not a bad score this week too. And so I think we're just going to continue to look at this and say, well, the top players, which one are the cheapest ones? Because yep. that's what you might be looking at. Because, of course, you know, uh, a Luca is going to be very expensive. Let's just be honest. You're going to be probably paying close to over $100, even though we're getting some prices to come down right, uh, recently, still going to be paying up for a Luca. But the idea here is to make the best squad, not necessarily the best MVP. Yeah, and let's let's take a look at some of those squads, Mitch. I think I've got uh, the top scores here. So this was the roster that won the limited champion last week. Um, mm. 286 points with Giannis, Markinen, DeRozan, Kuminga, and Tatum. Um, so you can see Kuminga was probably the cheap one that really helped with their roster there. But I a mean, two, a two, a two for that player. Yeah. So uh, you'll hear his name again, but uh, uh, DeRozan and Tatum, you know, both in the top 10 or the top seven scores, and they had two of them. Um, next, we have the second place, uh, which again, uh, Markinen in there, Luca as the captain, Bonchero, uh, DeAnthony Melton, and uh, Franz Wagner. So Luca and Bonchero both um, in the top seven. So I'm sensing a common theme here. Uh, and you'll see that again as we move to third place, right? So third place, um, we had Luca, Markinen, Tatum, uh, Maxi, and Watanabe. Uh, I think I'm on the the wrong one here, right here. Um, and now the limited contenders, guys. So this was the one where you don't have an MVP, so it's even more important to control your cap space, right? So yeah, here you see definitely. some of the cheaper players. So you have this one that finished in first with uh, Bull Bull. 
Uh, Adams, Caruso, Watanabe, and Bonchero. They were able to afford all those players. Um, I mean, again, shout out to them. And then uh, second place here in, or third place in the contender. Where is my second? These are all out of order. Okay, well, we'll do third place. Tatum, uh, Bull, Royce O'Neal, Melton, and Kuminga. So again, Kuminga, who we were just talking Kuminga. about, he was a cheap option. Um, here maybe is the second place. Yep. So we have, uh, no, this isn't either. Um, but those were some of the top rosters that were done, Mitch. So like, what, I mean, does that surprise you? A ton of those ones that won, they had two of the top seven guys. Yeah. That's like, kind of, that's what I mentioned before we even got to there, right? You want to have some of the top 15 players because if you don't have any of them on your roster, let's just be honest, it's almost impossible to kind of separate what you need is a nice jump. And you can see there, there's another thing that's going to distinguish the top, right? It's going to be having one low price player, probably that's giving you a big return, right? And here it was a two player giving you like a 30 return, I mean, you're not going to find that often. Let's just be honest. One of the players that I've been using to try to get value is Denman, right, on the Heat, right? He's an eight and was able to get me a 20 game this week. So uh, things like that is what I think is important as to look at your lineup and think who is really cheap that I can use to get back the value that I need. Definitely. All right, Mitch. Well, that was the top scorers. And that was the winning rosters. Now, I believe you're going to walk us through maybe some undervalued players that we should be looking at for our lineups moving forward. Uh, What do you got for us? Definitely. Let's go ahead. Let's do this. I'm going to keep trying to do this for us, right? Like overall, we're just going to be taking a look at what are undervalued players that we should be looking at. Of course, these are usually not going to be the top players because there's very rare times that you're going to have a top player at an undervalued look. But let's get right to it. Last week, we have now three new players to talk about. I'm going to bring you guys the first one here. Let's go for a 29 here. This is Miles Turner from Indiana, and he's a forward and center. So he's going to get you those rebounds. On the last three games, he scored 30. 65 and 43 for a 29. That is not a bad return, especially when you got two numbers higher than their value, right? So you're seeing here 65 and 43 for a 29. I'll take it, right? And if you want to know how much he's going for, he's going for around 25 to $30. So really kind of near the cap. And what we've been kind of coming together and Chris and I have come to kind of understanding is, Pretty much the cap to dollar point is kind of matching to a one-to-one right now. So keep in mind, when you can get that undervalued player, let's say if it's at even $20 for a player like this, it's at $29, that's actually going to be a pretty good deal. Let's go to the second undervalued player to watch. Don't miss it. Javon Carter. Definitely don't want to miss this. A guard here scoring 58 28 and 27 going for about $25. So he's a little bit more expensive for that value. And there's a reason why is because he's only a 15 cap and can return you 58, 28 and 27 A 58 at a 15 cap. That's what we call a weak winner, right? That'll win some lineups right there. Yep. That's a weak winner right there. So Javon Carter was definitely on some of those lineups. Now the last one here, and I'll sneak them in. Jalen Green, don't miss this. The Rockets, right? Not a watch team at least too often, right? They're not the top in the league. But take a look at these scores. Not looking too bad. Scoring 31, 50, and 23. So there's a little bit of a mix here. At least some high ceiling. A little bit lower floor from this player. But he's only going for $16. So then when you think about it, if he's a 29 and I can get him for $16, that's $13 down. That's what we call undervalued and probably unappreciated here on So Rare NBA. All right, not a bad little underappreciated lineup to look at. I I love it, Mitch. I love when you highlight those players, right? And also that talk about, you know, the dollar versus cap. And that was actually kind of where I went this week. 
Um, I heard you say you made a purchase. We'll get into that for a minute. I did make yeah. one buy this week um, with the limited, and I bought a uh, George Neong, right? So I paid $6.45. His cap is 13 And the reason why I bought him was because he's playing more minutes, and they have some injuries, so he's getting a little bit more time. So over the four games, he had 11 23, 18, and 22. So as you can see, three of those are higher than his cap, just like Mitch said. Well, Mitch, I put him in my lineup for this week, and in his game this week, 34 points versus a cap of 13. So it's already paying off and helping me get closer to the prizes for this week. So he's the only player I bought this week and really changed my lineups. But I think it was worth it, and it's going to pay off down the road. So, uh, Mitch, did you make any buys this week? Uh, walk us through. Yeah, I did. I did buy Herter. And um, the reason why I bought Herter is because of his value, right? I've been seeing him play next to Fox and be able to be the uh, second leading scorer on the team. Now, one thing about Herter is that, of course, Fox is a little bit more of an injury-prone player. And so I'm looking at just making sure that I at least have a player that could really gain value if the top player comes down. And so Herder, I was able to get at $19. And of course, his cap here being 27, I thought that was a good enough deal to go ahead and steal him down. Now, of course, keep looking at players to understand that their 10-game cap is going to change. Like Dennis Smith here is 29 But if I think about him in the next competition, he's actually a 33. So this is where it starts getting a little bit harder right now to go into the upcoming challenges, right? As we get a little bit further down the line, we're going to have to take a look how some of these rosters change and how you can kind of keep building the best roster, right? So in this case, I could still play. looks like Dennis had a bad game. That pulling him down. I could still play Denman here, or maybe look, Jeff Green is actually getting a little bit above my level. So I need to try to find what is the best balance here. What are, what's the approach? And if needed, another aspect that I'm looking at Chris is of course trading. So I've already started trying to shop around a little bit of Dennis Smith jr. Trying to get maybe potentially my man hero back, but I've been trying to get a hero card because he has that high ceiling. You want to be looking for those ceiling players in the 20s and especially the under 10 value player that can really get your lineup to that weak winner. Yeah, I would say I'm paying even more attention to the injury report, right? So like one of my players that I was really centered on was uh, Bismarck Biombo, who was getting extra time because of injuries. Well, then other players started getting more time than him. And all of a sudden his minutes and production went down. So that kind of guaranteed I had of him playing went away. And Mitch, the other thing I'm still focusing on is like, how many games do they play? Because if they only play one game, it's kind of a risky thing. Like there's a chance they can go off. You just saw that right when we pulled up like Luca, some of these players, but let's say they have a bad game. Or worse, let's say it's the Warriors and they bench all their starters like they did for my Draymond Green. <laughs> you get that goose egg. And yeah. like, that's the name of the game least, here, right? That's the name of my, the game in, in, in fantasy, right? I mean, you never know what can happen, especially in uh, basketball games. There could be, you know, resting the, the big players and you're going to run into that. I think one of the important things is you're giving yourself at least the opportunity of being in two of the limited competitions versus only one. This is where I run into the battle of thinking, well, do I still try to build maybe the all-star team or do I start trying to balance out the teams here? Balance. And I've, yeah. I, I've been I've been trying to do the all-star team, but the truth is yeah. we're going to need some good scoring. Let's take a little peek about how my scoring is this week. Of course, this competition is going to be ending towards the end of the week this goes until the 10th today so we'll see how i'm able to perform here i got murray 61 towns 59 not bad there the one that let me down a little bit was vuichik only a 36 and he doesn't have another game does he and he he had one last uh on the ninth and was only able to score 28 if he would have got into the 50 handle he would be looking really good here yeah for the man now you got smith 
with one more game. He had three games on this week. So love that it. gives me a love little bit of a gamers. bonus. Yeah. And then look at Deadman with an eight. And he plays again. back 19.6 and giving me an opportunity. One you've thing got, I like about got a good chance here. Yeah, I like about Deadman also, too, is that sometimes you're going to have centers that get into foul trouble. Of course, if they yeah. get into foul trouble, next thing you know, the backup player is playing some more minutes. Yeah. That's exactly what happened here in Deadman's situation. Yeah, definitely. Well, all right. Hope everyone enjoyed that so rare segment and having Mitch on here. I'll bring Alyssa back on, who was chilling in the background. I surprised her. She wasn't ready. Um, <laughs> uh, Alyssa's back. Uh, but again, guys, if you have not signed up for So Rare already, you get 20 free cards for signing up. And as Mitch just demoed on the screen, not only 20 free, you actually get a free one every day now for a limited time. So you can stack up those comments, build out those lineups, and then if you want, you can spend the money, buy the limiteds, uh, and you get one for free if you buy five using our link that's there in the chat right now. Um, and we're going to keep showing this off, keep giving our tips and tricks. And if you guys have any, hit Mitch and I up on Twitter. Our handles are there on screen. And then we're also going to do a segment with Alyssa and maybe some other people walking through building that starter lineup, right? Because that's how easy and fun this game is, Mitch. I really think that you can like go from not knowing you know, a ton about sports or basketball. And I think you can have fun with it, right? Because I think it's very interactive. Yep. And I'll tell you one thing. There's not many NFTs that you wake up every single morning and look at it and be like, so so how am I doing? So how am I doing? <laughs> yeah. That's every, what this every does. Every night now I'm on the NBA page looking at those scores. Every you hear it. Night. You hear it. That's the truth. That's the value. That's the utility. Everyday use. That's where you don't see many NFTs in this space. Definitely. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Um, uh, big shout out and thanks to uh, Money Mitch for coming on the roadmap. And Alyssa, this was a blast, right? I love talking, of course, you know, another update about FTX. We had all kinds of news about OpenSea. Uh, and we'll be back next Tuesday to break down all the news again. And stay tuned. More great content coming up on Benzinga's YouTube including pre-market prep at the close with Mitch and Joel. Uh, Alyssa, anything else to add before we sign off today? Benzinga Future Crypto event, December 7th. Let's go. Be there. Be square. There's going to be awesome. You don't want to be square. You don't want to be square. You want to be cold in New York City, but you're going to be warm because it's going to yeah. be awesome. And you're going to be like, you're going to see Yuga Labs co-founder Gargamel with... Um, Mr. Wonderful and like Luca from Pudgy Penguins yeah. and like everyone else. It's just gonna be like an awesome time and you're gonna be pumped. You're not gonna be cold anymore. So be there. <laughs> we'll be we'll be warm inside. So you just gotta get exactly. through the cold outside, come in and you and you're fine. So yeah. uh we, we have codes, we have codes, like Chris has a code. I think you put your link in up. I did earlier, but let me let me drop that in again. 20% off on tickets, guys. And you know what, Alyssa? I actually heard a rumor um that Ticket prices may be going up again because we're less than a month away from the event. And what happens is we start to run out of space and ticket yeah. prices go up. And I mean, you don't you don't want to pay more for tickets when you can get them cheaper, right? Like everyone likes to buy things cheaper on sale. So here's yeah. the sale today. 20% off on tickets using that link right now. Yeah. Yeah. Or or if you don't Oh, I think Alyssa froze. Alyssa froze or I froze. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show today. Uh, stay tuned. Benzinga's YouTube. And we will catch everyone next week. Take care.